Welcome to the Dream Life and Business Podcast. My name is Sarah Buner, and I created this podcast to share inspiring content and conversations to help you live your dream life. I also believe that entrepreneurship is the way that we can have the time, money, and energy to live our best lives. And so we talk about all things business here too. And just remember, your dream life is always just one decision away. So let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. And today I'm so excited to have Deirdre Amy's here all the way from Australia. And Deirdre, Deirdre I can never say your name right, Deirdre. Because we always say D. Okay, D. D is so much easier. Do you say that's how the Americans like say just say D? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what I love so D is uh, a fun business and money coach, and D also has a podcast called Fun Business Fun Money. And I'm all about fun. I know it's summer here, so you can see on the video that I'm beat red from being at the um, pool all day. Right after working and pool, and now we're gonna have this fun conversation about business and money and all the things. So thank you for being here. I'm so glad you're here. I am so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. Yay. And I'm always so jealous because I think the last times I've heard you talk when we were in a program together, it was winter here and it was summer there. And I was like, oh, and now I'm sitting in the summer <laughs> and it's like, oh, the tables have turned. Um, but it's beautiful where you live too, right? Like you really live yeah. the embodiment of like fun and joy in your life. It really is. And we only moved here about 18 months ago. We were about a thousand kilometers further south in Sydney, where it does actually feel like winter. But right now it's, I mean, it's July. We're, We're halfway through, almost halfway through winter. And it's, I think, 19 degrees today and raining oh, which I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit um but 19 degrees Celsius yeah. and it's going to be mid 20s so it's it's like a British summer oh that's basically. nice actually yeah yeah which, it, it just means that summer is actually humid and hot and you'll mostly find me in a tank top and shorts for eight months of the year yeah yeah but, yeah oh, that's cool. yeah I always think of like a Sydney's climate of how it does actually get wintry it does. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. Oh, yay. So I have so many questions. So tell us a little bit about being a fun business and money coach. Well, I came up with that, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago. And it just, and when I looked back through some of my content from the previous few years, I was talking about fun business even then. And I'm like, right why it just felt so right and what I mean by that is not the boring stuffy professional type of business coach I spent 25 years working in corporate so I was surrounded by the stereotypical white male hierarchy type situation where I got a lot of frowny looks for my Mm. fun playful approach to pretty much anything like life should be a game, I think. Yeah. And every day should have something fun. Your work should be fun. So it just used to really grate on me, these looks that I would get, or even sometimes the comments, the most obvious one that stands out for me is shut up and look pretty. Oh, no. (gasps) 
I would not have lasted in corporate. <laughs> no, no, you would not have. I don't know how I did it. Yeah. Um, it was like an awakening happened yeah. in my early 40s. And I was just like, is this a midlife crisis? No, it was just, I'm done with this, this kind of bullshit. So I really just want everyone to start having more fun in their business because it should not feel like a job. Right. That's with the whole point. Yeah. Right. That's why we ran away from jobs. Yes. Yeah. No, let's not do that. And then we kind of, if we're not careful, if we get back into the default programming, we all kind of go back. It's easy to go back into that, especially when people are in scarcity mindset. So I see too, how the business and the money piece, when it comes to fun is so essential. Like it's like the unifying piece here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like a few years ago, I was, I had a guest expert spot and something, another coach's program as like an accountability coach. And each week I would show up and basically be the cheerleader for people like, Hey, what did you do this week? Yay. Yeah. Let's yeah. Celebrate. And people loved it just because yeah. it was like, yeah, I did a good job this week. I wrote one post good on me. And so it didn't matter what people are doing mm -hmm. I just want you to celebrate the little things so that you can keep moving forward because all of those little wins add up to the big stuff right and it's exciting it is that reminds me that I was just having a conversation with my husband Jeremy who I just onboarded onto my business and he's learning all about copy right now and doing a really great job, but you could just tell it's like after a hard brain workout, it reminds me of like working out in the gym and you're like, are we done yet? I'm dying. And he's enjoying it, but I could just see his just and feel intuitively his like, oh, I'm not that far yet. And he said, I feel like I'm behind. And we had that whole conversation about mindset and shifting it from how much did I learn today? How much fun was this? Look at what we've done. Look at those next steps and shifting back into that sparkle energy that keeps businesses vibrant. Yes. Oh, yeah. I had a similar conversation with my husband oh, yesterday. Okay. I, I showed him the email that I'd sent out yesterday to my list. And I'm like, look, look, this is how many people have responded to this email and just said, you're hilarious or thanks yeah. for the laugh or something. And he, he read it and he goes, honey, you need to write a book because you're so good at writing. I could never do this. So I'm like, you would learn. You would yeah. develop it. It's taken yeah. me a long time to develop that skill. Yeah. So baby steps. Yeah, oh, I love that. It reminds me of the next conversation. Um, I actually already released it on the Dream Life and Business podcast, but I'm going to add it here as well as with Megan Barnard, which I know you've worked with her as well. Oh, she's and, one of my favorite people. Yes. And it reminds me of what she said of, of writing and communicating uh, just the way that she activated that energy of it's like communicating our soul or our real self through and that that yeah. skill allows us to facilitate that the uniqueness of who we are. Yeah. And that's what I'm I, hearing you say. I just, I think that's what I loved the most about working with her. There was just this joy in, it didn't matter what the topic was that was channeling through right. it was the joy of it yes. and and learning and and ugh, it was just wonderful yeah oh, I love that and that's what I love about 
you and just following everything. And we connected a few years ago and we were joking before we hit record that this is our first like together live conversation. It's always been kind of asynchronous, either in a group program or commenting on things, but the energy that you exude is a fun. It is. And your personality and joy shines through everything that you post, everything that you do. And it's just so magnetic and so inspiring. And what I tuned into was that there's like a mission behind that. Oh, there is. Yeah. There really is. Because like I said, 25 years in corporate, boring. And it's like my inner child is on a mission to just bring more joy to the world. Not in a ridiculous Mm -hmm. childlike way, but like I said, just to have more play and fun. Mm-hmm. In the in our as an adult, because who on earth said that we had to suddenly be an adult when you became a certain age and you weren't allowed to do these kid things? Right, that sucks. Let's right. not do that. Right, and it yeah, yes, especially and even in business when we're our own boss, we get to decide what is a like what is a fun way to write, what's a fun way to create, what's a fun way to set up my office, and work and serve other people it doesn't have to be this drudgery yeah like I love your background that you've got there and and mine's play as well like I've got butterflies and little buddhas and wonder woman it's a very eclectic mix but it makes me happy exactly actually I'm in the process of I bought a bright teal and I'm accenting my house and I'm thinking about doing this whole wall teal and it's been you know I've had some changes going on in my own business and evolution and I was like, this needs more fun, like not just in business, but just in life. And so like painting different parts of my house, bright teal, it's amazing what that did to just like open my energy back up. And I've been on a trampoline recently and like (laughs) we got a swing set and it's, and so it's just so fun how that just balances out the seriousness. It really does. Yeah. I cannot wait to see a teal background behind you. It's going to look amazing. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. So fun. Yeah. So, so there's a couple of questions that I really have burning to ask about today. And one mm-hmm. is about money. Yeah. And a lot of the people that kind of tune into the work I do, and I feel like it's the same for you, pricing and charging more and charging premium and charging high end, or honestly, I just call it sometimes like charging appropriately, but It really seems to be, especially with the global scarcity that's been coming up recently, more and more people are afraid to charge what the word should is charge appropriately or charge at the rate that they should be. I can't get around the word should. What are your thoughts around that and pricing and, and yeah, all of that. All of that. Well, (laughs) when the, when the economy started to turn to custard, um, yeah, people needed to cut back and that made perfect sense. There was things that we could be more economical with. And once you've done that, though, now what? You still don't have enough money, especially with costs going up. You have to raise your prices. And just because we're small business owners doesn't mean that we shouldn't be raising our prices just like those big corporations are. Right. They follow their lead everything is costing more and we need to get on board with it and value our time our energy and our expertise yes 
Did you go to college? Who, me? Yeah, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening. I was in listening mode. Um, yeah, I went to college and grad school. Yeah, so you've you've educated yourself. Yeah. I did a very basic tertiary course. Um, I guess it would be like a community college in the US. Um, and then I've I've self-educated mm-hmm. in the whole 20, oh God, almost 30. I'm turning 50 this year. <laughs> so almost almost 30 years yeah. of um, life experience and learning. That is valuable. We, mm-hmm. we just ignore that stuff. But it's every book that you read, every YouTube video that you watch, every podcast that you listen to, you are learning. And that's adding to your expertise and experience. So don't discount that mm-hmm. and just ignore it. Mm-hmm. You've got way more experience than you think you have. I feel like I've taken a a college course recently by listening to a couple of podcasts which are very specific in a certain area and I'm like dang this is really good stuff and I'm taking copious notes and applying it to me and my business so so this is how synchronistic it is is that I literally just had that exact conversation with my husband Jeremy too because we were rewriting the copy for the new business website and so when I was explaining my background and my training I said, you know, I'm I'm obsessive about helping you succeed because I want every helper and healer to thrive. I want us to create this community together. And I started listing out podcast, not the specific ones, but podcasting and the books. And when I obsessively analyzed people's funnels and when I took that random certification and he kind of was just looking at me like, first off, I think he, he didn't realize how much I'd been like dialing into this stuff for years. But then secondly, I could see like his brain going, okay, but is that important? And I was like, no, it all is just because I've learned more about success in business outside of the formal education space. And that's exactly what you're talking about. And that, yeah. do you feel like it's women more that don't take that into account? Or do you see, or I don't know if you work with um, all genders, but do you feel like it's more women and feminine individuals? Like it's a gender thing that we've been socialized or do you think everybody kind of discounts themselves sometimes? Oh, it's definitely a a women-focused feminine energy Mm -hmm. thing Um, because working in in a corporate environment, the men would just apply for the job Mm -hmm. knowing that they could do maybe half of the job description. Right. It's fine. Yeah. I'll learn the rest. Whereas women are like, and myself, I would do it as well. I would apply for a new job and go, oh. I can do 95% of those things, but I've never done that thing. Gee, I hope they don't quiz me on that. Like put a spotlight on you and like interrogate yeah. you. Like, do you not oh. really know this? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, no, we we don't put ourselves out there out of fear of judgment. And that is centuries of yes. suppression and oppression. And there's a whole big story and countless research papers and books that you can read about the evolution of the patriarchy and, and all of that. Don't want to go down that road today because, man, it fires me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, something that, that does feel significant on a regular basis, though, is the witch wound. Yes. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you, you know all about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
I am pretty sure I would have been burned at the stake at some point in my yeah. past lives yes. just for daring to be slightly different. That's part of why um, you and I connected so well. We probably like hung out in a line somewhere waiting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I do think women hold and, and um, what do we call it? Um, gender, binary, non-binary. Um, we hold ourselves back because of this historic suppression of who we are and, and all of that, which is part of, like I said, my mission to bring more fun and joy and unleash that energy because I don't know who said it years ago, but somebody said wealthy women will change the world. I believe that 100%. Me too. Yes. Me too. It's it's going to be an absolute game changer. And I I do like to think that we're on the cusp of it mm-hmm. because we're just not taking it anymore. Right. More and more women are stepping away from the traditional roles and moving into running their own business. Mm-hmm. Like I got started in network marketing because it was an easy business model. Yeah. And I puddled around with that for a few years until I realized, no, I meant for something more. And then it's an evolution. So nobody should be dissing a, a, somebody who's just starting out and super enthusiastic about whatever it is they're doing. Yeah. Just roll with that and yes. and let, let us evolve and enjoy the process of becoming successful um it actually annoys me when I see people saying oh you should listen to this podcast and it's some person who's made gajillions of dollars and they've had a highly successful career and why why do I need that information right now at my stage in my journey I don't and you probably don't either right it's nice to know, but they're going to have a very different mindset around money and pricing than what those of us who are small businesses will have. Right. I mean, the majority of business owners will never even make six figures a year. Mm-hmm. And that's not cool. I agree. I, I would love everybody to be making six figures a year at least right but it starts with our money mindset and our pricing and valuing our work and all of that so that we can get to the point where we go yeah I'm worth that much right that's my price and right. that's the price right there is and no I love the way you said it there's like that that's the price right there's a energetic boundary of this is just what it is yeah yeah. Yeah. I've had people say, oh, is there any chance of a discount? I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, there isn't. If you mm-hmm. can't afford to work with me right now, we can work out a payment plan that will suit or go and take my um, ready-made money mindset course and go and make some money and come back and see me when you're ready. Yeah. Here's all my free stuff kind of thing. I love that. I have a million different ways I want to go with that. Can we come back to though? Cause I know what money mindset or not money mindset, um, the witch wound is, but for anybody who isn't quite sure, how would you explain 
the witch wound and how that's showing up with pricing and women in business? You know, like a it's, PhD thesis. It's <laughs> a big question. Big question. Um, well, in a nutshell, mm -hmm. the, the witch wound is this. I mean, we. we how do I say it? Um, go back in history to those times when witches were hunted down and burned at the stake, even though pretty much all of them were probably not actual witches in the sense that they were perceived back in the day. They were people like you and I with different views, different thoughts, different ways of being, mm -hmm. intuitive psychic abilities. That's not witchy-woo stuff. Right. But it was seen as evil or bad in some way. You're not one of us, therefore you must be bad. Let's get rid of you. Right. And so we're all carrying around, well, a lot of us are carrying around this, this feeling that if we stick our head up above the crowd, we're going to be pointed at and hey you're you're different you're a witch and we're going to get slammed in some way attacked taken down there's a phrase in um australia and new zealand called the tall poppy syndrome which is the same thing the tall poppies get their heads snipped off oh interesting they don't conform to the rest of the field and then it so, feels unsafe yeah. It's not safe. Right. And I love that phrase where like literally anything, it's safe for me to insert whatever it is. I've 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 got one on my phone that says it's safe for me to be visible and bright. Oh, I love that. I love that. Visible and bright. Yeah. And holding those as like energetic anchors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's just that little reminder that yeah. it is safe, and right. because it's the witch wound, I don't right. want to be. And with the internet, I mean, I have been through a highly traumatic experience where one of my kids did something stupid. It was videoed because that's mm. the age that we live in. Yeah. And it was shared online and it went viral in all the wrong ways. Mm. And we suffered as a family for, I mean, we, we just, we closed ranks around him and right. loved on him and did, uh, we've always had an approach of whatever it takes, right? but it did bring up all of these feelings around it's not safe to be visible because yeah the online trolls are going to come and attack mm -hmm. and so there had to be some work done around that I was I was tapping like a crazy person through that and actually worked with an EFT coach who's a very dear friend of mine now to um release that energy and and just actually feel like it is safe to be visible and bright yeah but I can yeah, feel the, that. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people need to do a little bit of work around that. Just mm -hmm. is actually safe to do the thing that you want to do. Let's right. step out into the sun and launch a business, do a business your way, raise your prices, and just say the price is the price. Right. 
Yeah. And I can feel that it's like, it's so interesting. I'm sure you've said this before too, that entrepreneurship is one of the biggest portals for self-growth and letting us see our shadows and Mm, triggers that come up. (laughs) That's a great example. I mean, I'm sorry your family went through that. Yeah. It, it was pretty rubbish. Um, but I think we all came out of it so much stronger for it. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's not my that that's as as deep in the story yeah. as I go with anybody, right? Because it's not, it's actually not my story to tell. It's right. son's story, and he's done with it, right? So, but that that's how it affected me, and right. and that, so that's my experience of it. And just I refer to it as when the internet attacked. Yeah, because that's what I'm thinking. It's different now. Of you know all of us do things that I'm so glad there weren't cameras as a child, you know what I mean? Or as a teenager. Oh, yes. <laughs> and now it's like the, the witch wound or the visibility wound or the, I just get this idea of like pitchforks coming at you. It's like children aren't and teenagers aren't having the space to process it. Or even adults when we go through, through things to process it personally within our smaller communities, it's now broadcasted everywhere. Yeah. And it's just in so much harder rapid, to, yeah. Rapid time. It is so hard to, to keep up with it. And I mean, look at how fast technology is advancing as it is with AI right. and all that. And yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. crazy. And so then when we're trying to be more visible, all of that can impact it. And I like to think of the witch wound. It's funny. This sounds witchy. It's like a spell. It's almost like the subconscious thing that can sit there. Anytime mm-hmm. we're growing. And I don't know, I heard a story on internet world. I'm curious if you heard it. Uh, there was a school teacher who had a game. They called it like the Salem witch trials. Have you heard this story? No. And he said he, he was going to, he or she, I don't know why I think the teacher's a man, probably <laughs> me projecting patriarchy, but the teacher went around and whispered in each student's ear, whether they were a community member or a witch. And then they had to guess who was who at the end. And all these different cliques formed and people were attacking each other, like not physically, but it's you because da, da, da. And it turns out none of them were labeled witches. Oh, wow. And so it was a reminder of psychologically how that can start to create trauma within a community. And so Mm -hmm. here we are as women now, I agree with you. It's like, this is the way the world changes is through women having more money and minorities having more money, right? That's how we have more power in our own lives. And So what I hear you saying is with pricing, it's about just recognizing that that exists and doing that inner work and getting the support sometimes to elevate ourselves to just alignment with what we're doing. Mm -hmm. A baby step of alignment. It doesn't have to be that flying leap to suddenly be a million dollar business owner because that's so far out of your comfort zone. It's, It's in the terror zone. Yeah. And yeah, just those little incremental alignment yeah. steps. Yeah. The difference. incremental, like I get this image from what you're talking about. It's like, you're laying a foundation rather than trying to like, just jetpack somewhere and then freak out and come back. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we all think we, we need the jetpack. We can totally handle the jetpack. Yeah. But <laughs> strap that thing on and hit go. And it's like, yeah. Whoa, no, right. I'm too high, too fast. Yeah. Get me out of here. Yeah. 
and it can get us somewhere. But then what I found, I don't know if this has happened to you. If I jetpack somewhere before I'm ready, I wobble back. Oh yeah. <laughs> really fast. <laughs> and I laugh, but it, it doesn't feel funny at the time, but I can just laugh and see it now. So, yeah. um, so how do you, I want to kind of, the, another question that's like burning in my energy is I always love to hear how fellow intuitives or anybody that like dabbles or plays in the world of intuition, how you infuse that into your own business, into working with clients. Like what is the role of intuition in your life and business and fun and money and all the things? Well, another PhD <laughs> question. <laughs> Twilly. Um, so I, I didn't grow up with the, the woo side of life. I wasn't raised in religion or anything it was just mm -hmm. here's the world as it is yeah. we do our thing and so it wasn't until I was probably about 40 a lot of things happened about the time I turned I 40 um but I I started to explore more of meditation and and that sort of stuff so I've I've spent a, a number of years now tapping into that side of life and how I see it now coming through with my clients is they'll tell me something and I it's like I'm channeling something I don't even know that I necessarily know this. It could be something that I read in a book five years ago or heard on a podcast last week and boom, out it comes and it's exactly <laughs> the right thing for the right person. I love that. And yeah, it's it's actually really fun and it's not something that I necessarily tell people. I mean, I, I do say I'm a little bit woo, a little bit practical. Yeah. That's that's the, the neatest way to explain it. So I'm not really in the woo side of um, intuitive coaching, but it's definitely going on. Um, I don't know that society is completely ready for this. Mm -hmm flying leap out of the comfort zone into the 5d world yeah but it's happening regardless so right. that's sort of where I stay a little bit bridging that gap yeah and um it's really fun like when something like that comes out and they go off and then send me an, an email or a message a few days later and they're like wow that thing that we talked about I've done this and somebody just paid me in full. No one's ever paid me in oh, full. I love that. Yeah. And I'm just like, yes. Right. And it's like, what a gift. It is such a gift. Right. And yeah, literally, I don't know where it comes from, but I'm rolling with it. Right. It's funny you say that because I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I started out as a therapist, a licensed yeah. therapist. And the way I've always kind of known that there was something going on, but I grew up in a town right near um, where the Blair Witch Project was filmed. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. It's like yeah. super hippie, but that, that part's fake, but there's a lot of magic. And so it's just normalizing the culture on the East Coast that like, oh, it's the mountains. Everybody sees the ghosts or whatnot. And there's a lot of intuition stuff, but um, I didn't really like consciously work with it until it started just happening in therapy sessions where I could feel if somebody was going to like no show the session, it felt like they were turned away from me ah. oh, versus if they just forgot or they were sleeping, there was nothing. And I could yeah. feel it. And like, I started to notice that I could feel clients before, but when they entered the building, before they got to my office 
And then these images would come to my mind. And as an early therapist, especially, I was like, oh, I don't know what to say next. And you're dealing with really heavy stuff in therapy. And I'd get an image and I would just say the image and they're like, that's exactly it. And it's not from my brain. Right. And so from there, that's when I was like, oh, there's something to this. And, yeah. but I agree with you on, it's like, I don't think, I think it's amazing and it's such a gift and it can be the thing that shifts, but I think blending it with practical grounded strategy is like the golden ticket. Yeah. And it's just so, I'd love to hear that, that that's what, how it works for you with your clients and that you're not putting too much like heaviness on it, which I guess would be on brand for you. (laughs) Exactly. It is on brand because whatever it is, is exactly the right thing. Right. And I, I worked with a client a few years ago. In her mind, she wanted the full-on charge ahead, I need to make money and get all of these practical things in place. But that wasn't what she actually needed. She was she needed self-care and nurturing. So I think she was actually pissed off with me by the end of it because I wasn't doing so much of the practical stuff. Right. But... I gave her what her, basically what her soul needed in right. that time. I didn't know that that's how I was reading it, but in, in hindsight, I'm like, that's what she needed. And then she went on to work with somebody else who was exactly the practical stuff, none of the woo side. And I think she she got exactly what she needed there as well. So, right. But it's yeah. both, right? It's, it's I've been getting this like in, intuitive, like image all year about because there's been a lot of clients coming to me and that's the scarcity of like I have to do this right now right it's fine when we make money fast and sure like we can make some content and make money really fast but that's not sustainable long term unless you want to burn out and so uh, my guides have been showing me like if you take a three-year window and you build that foundation if you if they're at the level where your client was or some similar the foundation of wellness and balance first. So your nervous system can just chill. And then mm-hmm. you start here and build, you can actually make more money in this little pocket than if you start yeah. here and just frantically rush. Yeah, it was a really good lesson for me actually to not take on those clients who are in that crisis mode mm-hmm. for their self-care. Because yeah, of course I can do it. I can right. nurture the crap out of you and and help you feel better. Yeah. But it's really not my, as they say, zone of genius. Mm-hmm. I love helping people make legit practical progress as well as feeling good. Right. It's so, the both. Yeah. It's, it's got to be both. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting ride, that's for sure. It is. That's juicy. Okay, so I have another question and I'm trying to like pack all these fun questions into this one little nugget of time, (laughs) but I've been reading your posts about niching and I know before we hit record, you said that's something that's been lighting you up recently. So can we go there? Can we talk about niching and and wherever that takes us? Yeah, well, I've really resisted talking about niche for a couple of years because none of it felt right. Mm-hmm. And it's only recently, and I'm talking the last six to eight weeks, that it's really felt right. 
can I tell I'm like interrupting you with my finger and <laughs> nobody can see it. <laughs> Interrupt so, away. I don't know if you so one of my intuitive gifts is I can see collective shifts sometimes, not all of them, mm -hmm. not for everybody. One that's happened that I've noticed since the last Scorpio eclipse, which would have been like April, May, early May, is yeah. any of us that have been doing space holding of any kind that are kind of intuitive, we've all been more general. And mm -hmm. it's like the universe said, okay, dial in. We all got that same message at the same time. And so if you Whoa. look out there right now, think about it. I've got chills. Everybody's like pausing certain programs saying, okay, wait a second. No, this is actually what I'm here to do. And it's like, we're doing that so that it's like the collective evolution so we can all support one another. So it's so wild. You just said that, but yeah. yeah, you're niching down right in the middle of the niche energy of the collective. And I don't know what it is. I don't, I can't point to a certain, I could probably, if I looked into the chart enough, but it's just been wild to hear so many people say that. <laughs> that so. is so cool. And I have chills as well. Yeah, that was cool. It's, it's so cool. It. Yeah, like I said, I was just resisting it. And then suddenly it's like, ta-da, it yeah. all makes sense. And so what made sense for me was we talk about niche, but that is too broad a term. There's a niche We're, down the word. <laughs> yeah. We need to specialize and niche. So our specialty is the work that we do. Our niche is the people or the industry that or the businesses that we work with or for. So there are two Ooh. parts to it. Yeah. Our, we've been too broad on this what's our expertise angle. Okay. We need to specialize instead of being very general, specialize on that. So your background, Sarah, is a you're a therapist, and you're um, you've got all of these amazing intuitive abilities and business strategy and pricing and stuff. Multi talented. What's <laughs> the thing that actually lights your fire and yeah. gets you excited out of all of those things that yeah. you do? And you know what's funny as you ask that, so something that's come up and even verbalizing that is the energy of people pleasing and not wanting to let anybody down. Yes. That's so for me. Yeah. Staying general. Yes. And it's, you know, for me, my heart and soul, and it's nothing against all of the things that I do. I love all of it, but my heart and soul is around helping helpers make money mm -hmm. easily. Oh, right. Yeah. That's my, that's it. And I've still, I'm still, that's why I have two podcasts and, and I still think I'll keep some of my, I do like having life coaching client, like intuitive coaching clients here and there, but I was like, I don't want to build that anymore. Like, I just want that. To, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's not a side because that makes it less. It's like the thing that I want to expand my energy into is elevating. I want to continue to inspire more and more people to realize how freaking powerful they are in creating their dream lives. Like that's, that's going to change the world. Right. And we're all doing that. And that's the purpose of this podcast and these conversations. Cause I know that's similar to yours. Right. So I know you had a reason for asking that question. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, so if you can really niche it, like I say niche, specialize in a certain area of your expertise, then the, the wider world starts to go, Oh, Sarah, She's yeah. the expert in this one teeny tiny little thing that sticks in, in their minds. 
And I actually heard on a podcast just recently um, they were talking about niching and specialising and, and this woman said there are a ton of dog walkers in her area and she met a, a man whose wife is a dog walker for doodles. <laughs> I have a doodle and a poodle and I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's going to stick in your mind. You're not just right. going to be like Jane Smith dog walker. Right. You're Jane Smith dog walker for doodles. That's and cool. everyone who's got a doodle is going to remember yeah. that. So that's that's what I mean by specializing. Yeah. And then and the niche part of that is doodle owners. Everyone's right. gonna go, ah, I know her. Yeah. I sense do a lot of your the conversations with people or clients, I can sense a lot of people would immediately go, Yeah, but if I specialize, then I'm there's not as many people and I'm like the scarcity energy can start to come in for some yes. people. See, it shows up everywhere. We worry about not making enough money, not having enough, not serving enough people because especially as women and, and the feminine energy, we want, to, we want to help everybody. Right. And you working in the healing field, of course you can help everyone, but you, you really can't mm -mm. for your own energy, but also not everyone's open to it. Right. So you've got to talk to those people that are ready in the right way. And that's what I mean by specializing your niche, being very clear about your message, which is, yes. I mean, that's something that we hear all the time. Nail your niche, narrow your message, get crystal clear about your message. Yeah. This is what it actually means. Right. And the scarcity part of it, um, we have this idea that, oh, well, there's not a, not a big enough pool of people. Well, you can run the hot or not test over it and just have a think about like the dog walker scenario. How many people have dogs? Yeah, pretty much everyone. Like I can walk down our street. We are number 60. We're at the top end of our street. By the time I get to the bottom of our street, I have been barked at by at least 20 different dogs. Yes. <laughs> so everyone's got a dog. Yes. And I think there's at least two doodles down our street. Okay. So, yeah, that's a narrow niche. But someone who is specifically putting themselves out there saying, hey, this is what I do and who I do it for those people instantly go, shut up and take my money. Right. You know the breed, you know the needs, the the temperament, all of that. It's an easy yes. And isn't oh, that what we it's an easy yes for the right people. For the right people. So we don't need to yeah. fear rejecting everybody else because they're a hard, a hard sell mm -hmm. or a hard no. Right. We only want to be worrying about the easy yeses. Right. I mean, the number of people who say to me, like they'll get on a call with me and they're like, oh, I so want to work with you. How much is it? And they don't even balk at the price. They're like, I don't have that right now, but I'm off to do it. It's a matter of not if, but when. And I'm like, right. cool. 
Exactly. That's That's exactly it. Oh, I love that. That's so juicy. And there's affirmations I think about whenever scarcity mindset comes in, because we're all, especially if you're listening and you're intuitive or empathic, we're all going to absorb those. And if you're working with clients that have that, we can absorb it. So I always have this affirmation of there are more than enough people than I could help, that I could help than who I could actually help, right? Even when you niche down, right? And so, especially if you're online, but even if you're not online, you know, there's a couple more neighborhoods, I'm sure somewhere near your house that you'd find enough doodles to keep yourself busy. <laughs> oh, look, right? within, a, within a 10 to 20 kilometer radius or, right. you know, 10 mile radius, right. you will have enough of those particular things. So yeah. then we let's expand it out to the online world where you and I are mostly mm-hmm. hanging out. Yes. I have only had a couple of clients that are local to me in fact only one that was local enough to come to my house and it was after like absolutely adore her and her energy and everything so I was fine with it but it was after that that I decided I don't want people coming to my house same a lot of my people are actually local and I still don't let them come to my because it's (laughs) it's there's something about it that's different and anyway I interrupted you yeah yeah no it's it it, you're right it is different so most of my clients have been in the U.S. Canada a couple in Mexico um the U.K. Mm -hmm. And some in Europe as well. Um, not even any within Australia mm-hmm. for the most It's it's literally global. So that. yeah, there's a huge audience out there, which is why it's even more important to know exactly who you're for and how you're saying it. Right. And, be very specific about your niche and specializing because otherwise you're just shouting into the void. Right. And it's always everybody else. You can be saying, I'm Sarah, I'm the intuitive business coach or whatever you want to call yourself right. in a given moment. And there's 15, 20 other Sarah right. who are intuitive business coaches. Right. I mean, I have the the um, unique name. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I'm, if you look on look for me on Facebook, I am literally the only Deidre Amy's in the entire world, uh-huh. or the entire Facebook world, and on LinkedIn as well. Um, so I think I've, I've <laughs> yeah, I got that niche nailed. Yeah, um, but it's. Who are we? What do we do? And who is it for? And -hmm. once you get that stuff sorted and narrow your field of potential clients, the pricing is actually easy because suddenly you are in demand. Right. And there's a value and there's a specific, you can actually specialize to that unique community. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you focus in on it, you'll get even more even clearer about your messaging it just everything becomes easier when you narrow your focus in the right way so yeah that's that's what I've been focusing on lately is how do I convey this message to the world so thank you for asking that question because this has been a big help for me too because like I said I'm I'm only really focusing on it in the last six to eight weeks 
It's cool to hear you talk about it too. It's cool to hear. I can feel the unfolding that's happening with it. Yes. You know what I've been hearing? That's literally how it feels. Mine's been saying, who are you? What problem are you solving and for whom? Yes. Why would someone pay you versus some doing something else and that can bring up a lot of the scarcity of the imposter syndrome for people and the people pleasing mm-hmm. or the fear of competition and again there's more than enough people that need help there are more than enough like then you can start referring right and i'm like oh great you do evening hours so when people want to work with me in the evenings i can refer people to you right so it's like when we get into that abundance mindset and then work with the strategy work with the messaging and the marketing you're right. It all becomes much, much easier and magnetic and fun. So easy. And I am, I'm totally here for simple and easy. I have seen way too much complicated BS. Yes. Everywhere. And let's just keep it simple and easy. Mm -hmm. I'm not neurodivergent or neurospicy or anything like that. I'm I'm a regular person, but I I am spicy. (laughs) Keep going. That's why I keep interrupting you. Keep going. (laughs) It's it just feels so much better to be to declutter all of the noise. I mean, we talk about decluttering in the physical sense, but eliminate the noise from your business as well. Keep it simple and easy. Simple message. Who are you for? What do you do? yada yada what's the price done make it an easy yes and also an easy referral because when somebody in a random comp or you might see a post on on social media saying i'm looking for recommendations for this right and you'll see if you scroll through the comments you'll quite often see the same name popping up multiple times and that's because that person not not just that they've built a big audience, but they are known for that specific thing. Exactly. And that's the yeah. thing when we stay in that people-pleasing space as helpers or healers or wanting to help everybody, it's like it dilutes the message too much. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. fought that until the last six to eight weeks. And I'm like, wait a second, that's not, that doesn't, ele- when we diffuse ourselves, that doesn't serve anyone. No. Yeah. You're just another healer online. Right. Don't be that. Right. I know I'm keeping an eye on the time and I know we're we're up for time. Um really quickly I've though. Got time. I, oh, okay. Great. Great, great. It, um <laughs> we can keep going for a few more minutes then if that works for you. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I don't know if you follow Alex Formosi or not. He's the he's like a entrepreneur guy. And he was explaining in his book, $100 million offers, which I know is not everybody's. I'm kind of going opposite of what you said earlier. I, I read the big guys' yeah. books and big, like the seven yeah. figure people and just see what they're doing. It's more out of curiosity. And I'm like, well, that's not the strategy I'm at, right? So, but I, I just listened yeah. to see. And what he said is once you, if you're not niche down enough, or if you don't have that offer, you become a commodity instead of about like a valued piece. Then it's just a price war and nobody yeah. wants that especially in the like helping world. Like none of us want to do that. So no, don't be a commodity. He's absolutely right. Get, get clear and specific and don't be shy about, don't let that witch wound come through and hold you back from 
telling people, this is what I do. I'm really good at this. Right. And get known for it. Because if you're not going to, there's a hundred thousand million other people who will do it. They will put their hands up and say, I am, I do this. I'm really good mm-hmm. at it. And we'll go and pay them money. Right. What happened when I was just being vague and fluffy with yes. my messaging? And I would, I'm like, I've known this person. They've been in my world. Of course they want, they would choose me. And then I see they've signed up with someone else who does what I do. And I'm like, oh, knife to the heart. <laughs> right. But then I realized I'm being vague and fluffy and they my message was not hitting home. So I actually posted on LinkedIn the other day that put the spaghetti down and back away <laughs> from the wall. Stop <laughs> writing stuff yes. and just chucking it out there, hoping right. that something's going to stick and get, get super clear so that you stand out from the crowd and the people that are looking for a pasta fueled craze, they're over there in the other room. Right. And we'll be over here in a nice civilized restaurant enjoying our very specific dish of pasta. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, I, that's so juicy. Gosh, there's so many different ways we could go with this. And I feel like I had one more idea or thing I wanted to ask you about niching. I think that might have been it. The niching piece. Oh, I was going to ask you. I think that was the answer of what are you excited about right now? What are you working on? And and what's going on in your world that you're super jazzed about? I feel like we just talked about it, but we can go there again. We did kind of just talk about it. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. it is that, but it's, I don't know, it feels like an evolution is going on. Hence mm-hmm. that shift in energy. Yeah. And so I, I don't, I fully admit I don't understand astrology but I do like numerology and there are so many correlations between the two it's much of a muchness it's just a different language exactly that's basically what my numerology forecasts have been saying it's time to go it's time Mm -hmm. to take action and get rid of the things that no longer serve you and so I'm busy chucking things out (laughs) Yeah, website copy and and all sorts of things because I'm excited about getting specific and in that process helping other people get more specific because like you I just want everyone to win Mm -hmm. that's it right I don't care what you do what your gender is what your race color culture country anything I don't care about that all I care is are you a good human and you want to do something cool that's literally it right that's it yeah yeah that's it let's go do something cool and in my mind that's keeping things clear simple and easy I love that so that's what I'm doing um for myself and and for others and just enjoying life finding some balance as well because I used to just be all in that 
it was a hangover from the employee mindset where oh, I've got to be at my laptop doing things all day. Yes. And I'll take Friday off if I've done everything. As a reward. As a reward. Well, yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. Right. I want to work in the morning and play mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Oh, and by play, well, by play, I mean self-care. I mean meditation. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. That's the perfect time for me to go and meditate, that yes. low energy time. I get the best ideas. Mm-hmm. And then I'm suddenly leaping up and back at my laptop again. Yep. Or I'm walking the dogs. I'm mm-hmm. going to the beach. When it's warm enough, I'll take the paddleboard, which mm-hmm. is it's a challenge for me to get to the point where I can stand up on it. I have dodgy balance, let's just say, from two spine surgeries in my 20s. So um, every day is is a, a new beginning and a new learning on that and and I look at look at it like a game is today mm-hmm. going to be the day where the conditions are perfect is the water going to be flat no wind and do I have the strength to stand up today no oh well never mind yeah and you're like you're showing up at the present moment of what you've got going on yeah it's really a brilliant way to show up in the present moment oh, I love that because Otherwise, my brain's going a million miles an hour thinking of all the things. And and I have sometimes these downloads of ideas. And I'm like, I've actually had to shut it off. I'm yes. Like, Shush. Yep. Just not now. Go yep. away. Come back later. That's there's We can have boundaries with that stuff. I think people don't realize that. Or we're afraid it's not going to come back. It will. You just have to turn it off. <laughs> just turn it off. And then I'm like, no, we come back. I'm ready now. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so work in the morning, play in the afternoon, and then I do um, client calls in the evenings three days a week as well to serve the UK because Mm -hmm. time zones. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's been a a journey to get to this point where there's some kind of balance, and I'm loving it. I'm really enjoying it. That's so juicy. It sounds like this summer... My kiddos are home and they're 12 and eight. And so they're home. There's no day, there's no daycare or whatnot. And I'm like, how did I do this? Or how did we do this collectively as business owners having children home? And it was a really great moment to reset of like, okay, great. Work in the morning, play in the afternoon. I do podcast recordings in the evening for my Australia and UK peeps a couple nights a week. And then that's it. And it's yeah. like, we get to do that. We get to really write it the way that we want to. Yeah. And it, it was interesting when my husband started a new job almost a year ago. And one of the ladies that he works with said, Oh, so what, what does your wife do? And he he told her and and then he said, Oh, she's just sent me a picture. She's off to the beach with the paddleboard. And she and it was his co-worker goes, Oh, it's all right for some, isn't it? Oh, interesting. Yes, it is all right for some. Thank yep. you very much. Yep. I have designed things this way. I'm not dictated by the employee right. handbook, rule book. Exactly. Oh, I love that. rules around here. <laughs> I, I, I assume that you have the, the share the same thoughts that we deconstruct a lot of these patriarchal or just toxic systems 
through living our intentionally designed lives. Yes. Yep. And Literally I, yeah. living the dream life. Yes. And that I love talking with people who are doing the same thing because we're creating a completely new norm. Mm-hmm. And everybody that does that, you're a part of that too. Like we can all shift this together. Yeah. It's no one person is going to come along and say, here's, I give you permission to do this. We're all, we've all just got to give ourselves permission. Right. And I find myself saying that a lot. Like if you feel like you need permission, permission granted. You know what I like to say is within, like if people are looking for like intuitive guidance or support, I'm like, what would you want a psychic to say? There's your answer. (laughs) Like it's that easy. You're like, give yourself permission to decide that for yourself. Oh, I love that. Cause yeah, yeah I, I don't feel like I need to ask a psychic mm-hmm. the guidance. All right. I gotta do is come sit quietly and close my eyes. And sometimes it's two minutes and I've got the answer that I need. Right. It's right there. Right. And what I hear you saying is there's a level of self-trust. Or like between what you're talking about, you have a level of self-trust and also. I just keep hearing like the word fuck. It's like, you don't give a fuck about like what other people are going to tell you what to do. And so because you've said, you've given yourself permission for things to be what they are, that intuition drops in instead of like, oh, I hope that's okay. I hope this should be that way. Yeah. Oh God, no, we we do not need to worry about that. I think that was the the thing growing up was, oh, don't step out of line. Um. I hope my mum never listens to this, but I'm sure I've said this on a podcast before. Um, she used to say, we have a reputation to uphold in this town. You just behave yourself and and don't do anything to embarrass us. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me for a long time. And, and yeah. literally now I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's its own witch wound, right? It's like the, I live in a small town now and it's everybody talks. <laughs> like oh yeah. Your, your mom was trying to protect you, but it just, it doesn't, it doesn't matter in the end. No, it really doesn't. Okay. So I have two questions to wrap up with here. One mm-hmm. is, I'm just curious, this dropped in right when I was like tuning in before. Do you feel like it's easier to sell some, I already know the answer for, from you to sell something that is higher end or like a higher end price, a higher value price than something that's like, oh, well, let me make something that's affordable. What's affordable is the question, really. Mm-hmm. It's it's not what you say it is. It's what mm-hmm. your audience says it is. And even that's completely subjective. So uh, you've literally got to trust your gut on what's the right price. Mm-hmm. And... Yes, it is easier to sell high-end stuff yeah. than it is to sell a $27 course or a low-end one-off session. Like I put my one-off sessions out for an offer earlier this year. It would have been nice if people had taken it up, but it was really just a an experiment for yeah. me. Yeah. See, I was, I was playing with it. I just, I just recently did that actually. It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And not one single person paid me for a single session. Mm-hmm. People would, would rather talk about how can I work with you for longer mm-hmm. because they need the strategy and the implementation and the ongoing support. 
Right. They don't just want a brainstorm session. Right. And that's a process. It is a process. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun one. Yes. Well, that's too. I, it's, I always think about, I, I think we already answered the question from earlier today, right? It's when you become a category of one, when mm -hmm. you're focusing on, so it's, to me, it's not necessarily because it's more expensive, expensively priced, which again, is a subjective judgment. It's not, it's, it's more about, are you niching down? Are you delivering a value to a specific person? Are you solving a specific problem for a specific person? And is it priced appropriately? Like if, if I came into a neighborhood that was selling million dollar homes and there was one that looked perfect, that was 200,000, I'm not buying that one. Yeah. What's wrong with it? Yeah. Right. So, um, and it doesn't mean that there's not a place for other offers at different price points too. And they can often fit in the model. But what I remind people is when when you when you are cash flow positive, when you are your needs are met, and when you're able to focus on your high-end clients too, or the thing that you really want to do, then if you have some free time, then you can create, write a book, you can do the podcast, you can do things that feel more of service instead of trying to make your business almost like a charity, which I think some of that is also a past life thing too. Oh, yes. And I think that's a big problem in the healing industry. Mm -hmm. It's, you shouldn't be charging for that. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't charge that much for that. Right. Well, yes, we should. Because like you said, we've got to make sure our basic needs are met. And we all talk about, I mean, we all <laughs> a lot of talk about, I'm very general here, um, I want a six-figure business. Right. Cool. Do you want six figures in revenue or do you want six figures in profit? Right. Because I know which one I want. Right. And in order to reach six figures in take-home pay and profit, you need to be making a, at least 300000 in sales in the 12-month period. Right. And so don't hold back. Don't go low end unless you've got a huge audience. Right. You really can create a $300,000 or more business working with one-on-one -on -one clients with one high ticket offer. Right. It's very yeah. targeted and specialized. And easy. It's simple. Then you don't have a million different things going on. And yeah, yeah. And that's been, I think that's the biggest thing I see is people and me, I'm pausing because this is me at one point trying to just offer things at the most affordable and accessible rate. And I feel like that's a whole different episode that we can talk about of that doesn't serve you or your clients, but when you're, you know, jamming out there and you're doing well and you have the time, money, and energy and freedom and creative to be creative and to be tapped into your intuition, write the book, do the course, but that can't be the primary piece that's going to keep you thriving. Yeah, because you've yeah. got to then market the book and you can't sell the book for a thousand dollars. Right. Exactly. You've got to keep selling it every so, month. Every month. <laughs> or right. you've got to write a lot of books. Yes. Yeah. Lots. I had one more question, but it popped away. But I feel like if there's any, like, let's say, like, two or three little nuggets of insight that you'd like to leave. For the audience tonight as we wrap up about business and money and fun and all the things what pops into your mind i 
<laughs> ironically, it's trust your intuition. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of your audience will just go, well, duh. That'd be right. <laughs> but it's true. Trust mm-hmm. your intuition. You Like we said, you don't need permission to do anything. Um, you can have the business you want. You can charge the prices you want. You, you get to choose the hours that you work. Mm-hmm. What works for you? And just do that. Right. And then see how it goes. It's not set in stone. I tell my clients, try that offer for three months before you throw it in the bin or change it's it. A good boundary. Yes. It's not too long, but it's long enough for something to gain some traction. Mm-hmm. Um, trust your intuition on repricing. Like right. if you like, if you want recurring numbers and you want to charge three, 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 cool, do that. I like neat round numbers. So yes. it's nothing ends in a seven in my world. <laughs> I don't, yes. I don't like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just that's that's literally the one thing. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of three insights, but that's that's the one that sticks out for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love um, that. Well, and I feel yeah. like there's so many unfoldings of that as well. But you're right, it yeah. really does come back to that and that it's a process. It's not like one and done. It's coming back and coming back and coming back. Yet, unfortunately, nothing is one and done. Right. right. <laughs> I would love to just create an offer, put it out there in one post, and suddenly I'm fully booked for the next 12 months. Right. That would be magic. And then I just do it again next year. Right. But we all know that that's not how life works. So you just got to keep doing it. Money mindset is an ongoing process. There's always new layers. And... There's always something new to learn as well. Yeah. And uh, I'll interject another one just from mirroring back what you've said already, that the process can be fun and easy. It doesn't have to be hellish. It can be, it can be fun. Yeah. I'm, (laughs) I'm in the process of rewriting my website copy and it's a, it's a drag, like, whatevs but I found a a free download template from a copywriter with a wicked sense of humor so I'm enjoying the process yeah she's got the most hilarious prompts in there yeah and yeah I can do this so find the fun yeah find your people who do it your way and it all gets a lot easier and more fun I love that so juicy. So where can people find you? I will add this in the show notes, but where can people find you if they're interested in joining your world? People can find me on Facebook. I'm more than happy for to connect with people on my personal profile. Just look for Deirdre Amy's and you will find me. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. Again, Deirdre Amy's. I, I have Instagram, but I'm not really on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, yeah. Uh, and I have a podcast, Fun Business, Fun Money. It's a solo podcast, so it's a little different to what most people think of as a podcast. Mm-hmm. It is me giving you the info that you need mm-hmm. in short, well, 
I think the longest episode has been 25 minutes. Yeah. So easy listening and there's full transcripts for each one as well because I like transcripts. They're, yes. they're so handy. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's where people can find me. Facebook, LinkedIn, podcast. That's awesome. Love that so much. Yeah, I'm excited. I found your podcast today and I was like, oh, I need this. And then I saw your post where you're like, people don't know about my podcast. And I was like, I didn't know about your podcast. So exactly. again, visibility <laughs> and reputation and it's so, so fun. So this has been so fun. I feel like we could hang out here for like three more hours and just nerd out about everything. Totally. And so I'm so grateful that you joined me today and everybody listening because you're just, you have such a magic to you. And it's just so fun to listen to you and, and hear all of your nuggets that you're here to share. So thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Of course. And so again, I will put all of the information below so that you can contact uh, Deidre. And I'm sorry, I got your name incorrect before. I, I'll blame it on some of my dyslexia, but that's not. But everybody, thanks for listening. And I will be on here again soon with more episodes. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Dream Life and Business podcast so that you're notified when new episodes come out. And remember that your dream life is always one decision away.